Alrighty, good morning everyone. Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. Happy Monday. Take a deep breath and see uh, all the outcomes from uh, yesterday's action. Wiz, how are you today? Yeah, well, good. I'm just looking at the, the, the late-breaking news here. Did you see that uh, Devontae Adams says he's not playing? Says he's not playing, and I think um, the interesting thing about that, he's going to get fined for what he said because he, he basically said that he's ready to go, <laughs> and I guess the team doctors think differently, and uh, I guess he tweeted it out, so uh, you could expect a fine for Devontae Adams for... Uh, Revealing that uh, as soon as he has on his own, uh, it seems like there's a little bit of a disagreement with the uh, Green Bay Packer medical staff. Yeah, that is uh, that is that is that is wild. Uh, that's that not is wild. Not good though. Not good. Uh, and uh, you know, especially with that game tonight, uh, Packers, uh, Packers, Falcons. I haven't actually checked the lines here, so you know, we're here on a Monday morning. Uh, we'll we'll talk a little bit about what happened yesterday, maybe a few quick snippets, but we get more in detail about that tomorrow. But, uh, you know, we get the benefit today uh, of, of actually having two Monday night games. So that's a very interesting uh, backdrop for us. Like, uh, like the old days in baseball, we had the old twilight doubleheader almost like, but uh, not, not quite. One's about a seven o'clock spot. The other's around a 20, not, not, uh, not quite. Uh, no, they, move, so they, move, wanna... they, they actually moved it to eight fifty. So you'll actually be able yeah, to see. Oh, 50 now. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, kind of, kind of I guess, uh, I guess uh, that was good. I mean, maybe they could have moved it back even a little bit further or started the first game maybe around 6.30, give people a chance, you know, to finish watching one game on the other. But I guess under the circumstances, uh, you know, as long as both teams are able to play in a, in a safe and healthy way, I guess that's all everyone can um, – can be uh, can can be expected at this point and be happy with. Uh, do we want to talk about any of the news uh, and stuff that took place yesterday? We'll do that a little bit later in the week tonight. Do we just want to focus on the games and prop bets and who we like? I think we'll. T- I just I'll just will touch base on a couple of things and 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 then we'll get into the props and the games tonight. You know, first of all, um, it can't be without noting that uh, and luckily the Philadelphia Eagles pulled it out last night but the NFC East as a conference is 3-12 and 1 to start this season and on the flip side when i look at maybe what i think is the strongest conference in football and it's starting to the picture starting to develop and i'm curious your thoughts on this but that AFC North with the Ravens Steelers the Bengals, who seem to be in every game, Joe Burrow's playing fantastically well. Um, and in addition to that, the Cleveland Browns are 3-1 and one now and just running the ball down people's throats. Could we be looking at that potentially being the top conference in the, in the NFL right now? I would say definitely from, you know, in that, that, that division in the NFC West, I think from top to bottom are clearly you know, the divisions that have four competent teams, uh, s- certainly. But uh, I think that the division that has to be talked about is the is the NFC East, where you know if you end up in a you know in a tie against the Bengals, somehow it ends up you know, when you look back at it, a, a good thing based on what what else is going on in that division. I mean, I have never ever seen anything like this where it doesn't look like any of those teams want to win 
You know, I think the interesting too was you also pointed this out. You were a little nervous about the 49ers, and I know they've had a ton of injuries. They got a few of those key players back. Yes, they saved the quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo. But, uh, you know, the Eagles basically have a, a brand new offensive line. Lane Johnson was in and out of that game. They, they, <laughs> they lost Peters again. There's nobody left on that offensive line. I mean, a gritty performance to pull out that game last night. But, yeah, nobody wants it. I don't know what's going on. with Mike, Mike Nolan's a pretty accomplished defensive coordinator in the NFL. and He certainly can't get anything out of that Cowboy defense. There's really not much to say about the Washington football team and, uh, and, and, the, and the New York football giants. So, yeah, that conference is, is a disaster. I think one thing that's not a disaster mm-hmm. in – I, previously, I think if we had seen the Tampa Bay Buccaneers down the way they were in a game like that, the likelihood that they come back and win would probably be different. But Tom Brady, <laughs> with, a, with a depleted receiving core, and Mike Evans was basically on one leg yesterday, still can get it done. I think that was one of the things that stood out. In the, in the same game, by the way, you know Justin Herbert nearly threw for 300 again. I really feel bad for Tyrod Taylor, but I can't see how he gets his job back. Nah. Uh, you know, just... Nah, they're, they're- no, the trains left the station with that one already. Um, I'm wondering if Washington's going to make a change. I know uh, Haskins put up good numbers stats-wise, but I'm just not sure like uh, how much longer they're going to stick with Haskins and not make that switch to, to Kyle Allen. And going back to the, to the 49ers real quick, when we did our 10 bold predictions of the year, one of my 10 was – the 49ers will not win the NFC West and uh, even struggle to make the playoffs. And, uh, you know, I think um, – I think that will make true. I, I just don't like really anything that I'm seeing uh, that I'm seeing from the 49ers. I, I know I played without Kittle, but I don't know. I just it, it it doesn't look right to me. It's like a team that had everything working perfectly last year in perfect you know harmony, and you know it's these teams that lose these tough Super Bowl games. I can't explain it. We've talked about the Falcons being on like a three year recovery from that game and uh yeah i think there's a little bit uh, of that and then the injuries as well with the 49ers and the fact that i think their rosters was a little overrated to begin with um all combining where i, I don't think the 49ers win the division and, and i do think that as well they if they make the playoffs they will they will struggle struggle to the point where i think they're happy that you know they've added an extra team that seven teams make the playoffs i think that that's their that's probably their best shot. You know, that's, the, the thing is, when we look at the they, – they added a guy like Ayuk, which adds another dimension to, you know, Debo Samuels just come back, Kittle coming back from injury. He had an unbelievable game yesterday. We like their running backs, right? We like Mostert. Uh, McKinnon has played well in his place. It's a good offensive line. I don't know. It's hard to explain. I, I look at this offense and I get excited, and, and yet we're not taking it to another level. So it's kind of – uh, it's it's a little puzzling for me, and I think something that does does look they lost a couple of key defenders. It warrants uh, it warrants uh, a very close uh, uh, you know scrutiny at this point well, in time. De- definitely, but I want to say one thing you know about their offense. Their offense is okay, but they're able to run that ground and pound offense that they like to run when they're getting a clear edge in time of possession, when their defense is not making those stops, when their defense is not limiting the other team to three and out, when the other team is able to control the ball for five, six, seven minutes at a time, honestly, that ground and pound when you're in tight games or losing by seven points or double digits, 
and then they have to open it up, it's kind of similar to the Ravens. Yes, their their passing game's a little bit more competent, I guess, and they have a better chance of coming back, but that's not what they want to do. They want to ground and pound you. They want to wear you down, and when the defense was playing so you know unbelievable last year, you know the other team couldn't move the ball. That defense and offense was working in you know in, in perfect unison, and uh, the defense is not the same defense and not allowing that offense to stiff time of possession. So I, I think it's a combination that worked great last year, and I think it's part of the combination that's not working for you know for them this year, which is having uh, you know them them not have the same success. But I do feel that they're a different team if they have Mostert and Kittle on the field at the same time, and certainly Debo Samuel. They're their clear best three offensive players, and um, if you think about it, they haven't had all three of them. Debo's been out. Now Debo comes back, and Mostert's been out, and then Kittle's missed a few games. They haven't had those three players. I think when those three players are on the field, their offense is, is at its best. But still, their defense is not at the elite level it was, and uh, I think that's part of the problem. Speaking of problems, uh... Houston, do we have a problem at this point in time? Uh, your Vikings. Uh... You predicted that problem. I mean, uh, yeah. You, I mean, you didn't like Deshaun Watson this year. I kept saying, I must have said a hundred times, I don't like that they're such a finesse team and they don't have toughness and they find themselves in these games where they're always losing. And I don't know. I, I can't tell from the game yesterday, to be honest with you. If Minnesota, you know, has made some adjustments and they're better now and they'll be better going forward on defense or it's just the same old stuff with, with the Texans. Um, yeah, you predicted uh, – I know you loved Deshaun Watson this past week, but you predicted at the start of the season uh, for him not to be in the, in the top five as fantasy quarterbacks. And, uh, and yeah, he's had his struggles. And um, no, He, had actually, he like, actually had a good fantasy game uh, yesterday. And, and he, you know, he ended up having a good fantasy game because he was throwing every single play. And, yeah, he ended up having a, uh, ended up having a good fantasy game. But, By the way, how does Brandon um, Cooks not catch a pass yesterday? How does, yeah, how, yeah, I had him in one of my leagues in my starting lineup. Uh, how does he not catch a pass? Good rest assured, he will never – Ever. He's been relocated to the bench for the rest of the year for that performance. Um, just a, I don't care what happens. I would have to have four of my receivers on bye weeks the same week for, for me to start that player. I'm just completely, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk in detail, it. you know, tomorrow when we recap both the – because there's a few players that kind of fall into that line of thinking. Um, I guess the last thing I want to touch on before we get into the games tonight, uh, you know, two pretty big injuries. Um, you know, we're impacted by this because we own these players in different leagues, but Austin Eckler and, and, and Nick Chubb. Um, so just a quick thought on, you know, so in the league, I, I'm, I'm fortunate in the league that the two leagues I have Eckler in, in one league I have Joshua Kelly backing him up, and the other one I do have Justin Jackson, um, who has returned from injury. And, and Nick Chubb, uh, you know, he's, he, he's running for seven yards of carry almost to start the game. He goes out. Uh, a couple of no-names, guys that we really don't heard about. You know, Hilliard and, and Johnson get in there and do a lot of damage. I, I, by the way, the, the Browns must average like eight, nine yards of carry yesterday if you include, uh, you know, Beckham Jr.'s uh, rush. Um, how do you think the teams will handle it? Um, what's your view of the injuries? I, I'm a little bit more nerv- nervous about the Eckler one, uh, but, you know, and there's not a lot of clarity on, on Nick Chubb yet. I don't know. This, yeah, the Eckler one... Uh... The thing about Eckler, he, he's such a tough guy, and for him 
just a look. Yeah, that that one, that one I'm not sure. I know Chubb got rolled up on in pass protection. It makes me think like how I'm amazed how offensive linemen do not get hurt on like every other play. Like I don't know how an offensive lineman is not coming off the field in every other play with the fact that they have their back to the play and that the running back is running up behind them. It's yeah, I've always been amazed by that. I mean, yeah, you you know, I'm I'm glad it doesn't happen as frequently, but. Yeah, it's 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 it seems like it's a it's a it's a weekly basis, but uh, yeah, I mean, if you yeah, yeah, you probably in a league where if you have Eckler at this point, there probably are a decent amount of leagues because of his lack of usage and Justin Jackson is available. The Cleveland situation is a little trickier if Nick Chubb was to miss extended time. Kareem Hunt is owned in every league. So you're kind of picking up a guy that may be used sparingly. So it's different situations, but yeah, it's difficult. One thing about you, you just mentioned that Nick Chubb is yards per carry and what, what Cleveland was doing yesterday. You know, part of the reason that I think Dallas's offense is so amazing is two, there's two reasons. One, they have amazing talent at the skill positions. And the second reason is, they're practicing against the Dallas defense every day. Do you know what kind of confidence you must be bringing when you go up against that defense every day in practice? You probably feel like you can't be stopped. I mean, I was watching that game, and that end around reversed the last one to Beckham when Cleveland had made, uh, the Cowboys had closed it to a three-point game. I when you if, if you watch the replay of that, that may be the most embarrassing play for an entire defense I can remember since I've been watching football. You had guys who look like they couldn't move, guys who look like they weren't making any effort, and like three or four Cowboys who ended up running out of bounds when when Beckham cut it back inside. It was it was like. Laughable, unless you're a cowboy fan, then yeah, I guess you're kind of crying. Uh, we saw a few slow motion train wrecks last week. Uh, if we look at uh, what transpired uh, in this country last week, uh, that was definitely high on the list in slow motion train wrecks. <laughs> I mean, I, I gave out uh, Dak Prescott um, to be the MVP, I placed a bet on Dak Prescott to be MVP. Dak Prescott very well may break the all time NFL for passing yards. And he's not going to win the MVP because there's no way the Cowboys are going to have a winning record. Yeah. So this is really incredible what's going on here with them. I mean, wow, that this is some this is some wild stuff when you watch these Cowboy games. I mean, really, just bet the over and and and, and then don't even watch the game. You just know when you turn the score back on, there'll be four touchdowns every half hour in the game. Yeah, incredible stuff. All right, so let's uh, let's move on to tonight. Uh, like I said, we get the pleasure of getting two games tonight. Uh, the first one will be on CBS. Uh, we would have loved to see Cam Newton against Patrick Mahomes, but we're going to get Brian Hoyer. That's impacted the line in this game. Uh, you know, what's your thought of thinking on, on just on the game in general now uh, with the change of quarterback? I mean, it's a guy who started a lot of games, but certainly a, a different a different situation uh, this time around. You know, personally, uh, I, I like the Chiefs before this was happening, so I probably like him even more now. I think the line right now sits at 10 and a half for the game uh you know how do you think the game plays out i know we had a couple of profits that we talked about in this game i'm gonna i'm gonna stick with the one that i mentioned in this game and that was kelsey yardage under 67 and a half for the reasons i articulated about bill belichick and what he does uh, are you sticking with your clyde edwards alaire uh you know, prop bet on the uh yard yardage receiving my three prop bets yesterday with three slam dunk easy winners 
Walker receiving, under Adrian Peterson um, receiving and over Joe Mixon rushing. And I'm as confident as not more about the Clyde Edwards Alaire. I still think the cat, you know, they'll still the defense philosophy will still be the same. Don't let deep try and take away Travis Kelsey, which I know you you agree with. And there's going to be a lot of room, a lot of room for Clyde Edwards Alaire and swing passes, which he is a lead at, and catching screens as well. So um, I, I'm I'm loving that. Nothing really has changed. I probably like it even a little more because I think. Because of Cam Newton being out, if nothing else, I think the Chiefs will probably get a few more possessions because they may score as many points as they were going to, or maybe they won't, but they just aren't going to run the, the clock as much because, you know, Cam Newton really runs the ball. And I think, you know, if anything, can, if the Patriots do anything, it's probably going to have to be through the air in this game today. So, um, yeah, that's... Um, that's my that's my that's my view on that one. As far as the game goes, oh boy, uh, it's a tough one. Uh, do you want to be laying ten and a half points against the Patriots? Probably not. But after that, Chief, you know that salad game from two years ago, uh, where the Chiefs lost to the Patriots, uh, where the guy went off sides and then they lost the over in the game in overtime. I think there's a lot of Kansas City Chiefs who would like nothing more than to absolutely pummel uh, the Patriots tonight. So I, I wouldn't bet the side. Uh, I don't feel you know any really good about laying ten and a half against the Patriots just because it's it's difficult. But I could see Kansas City, if given an opportunity, really running up the score if they have, if they have a chance. So no play for me as far as the game or total goes. Uh, I just love the Edward Hilaire over. What about you? Uh, you just under with Kelsey yards, and you're going to lay the points, or what are you going to do with the game? Yeah, I'm tempted to lay the points, but I'll probably do something small. The only the only thing I do feel pretty strongly about is is the Kelsey yardage story. So, and the interesting thing is just um, to point out for people, uh, Sony Michelle's already been declared out. I, it's it's funny when you look at the prop bets, the, a lot of stuff. I guess they wait for the official word because there's a lot of stuff that's really not in there. Um, there's no New England running back listed anywhere right now for for a prop bet. But Sony Michelle will be out. I think we'll see Damian Harris tonight. Uh, James White's supposed to return. We know what Burkhead did last week. So so that Patriot backfield continues to be kind of uh, a tricky situation. H- how do you feel? And JJ Taylor's sticking his nose in there and getting used some good yards per carry as well when he's had a chance. Yeah, you just don't know what kind of the type of game it's going to be and uh, and, uh, and 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 game script and all of that stuff. So it's it's really really tough. Do you think that they'll end up putting out prop bets on the Patriot running backs, or do you think they'll just you know think it's too difficult to try and figure out? I think it may be hard. It may be hard to figure out, so they may stay away from it. Um, so I'm I'm watching it closely. I, I will tell you, I just. I, I want to mention one thing on the prop bets that I'm, you know, watching, that I have been watching, and it's been my highest win percentage on on this, uh, in, in, you know, since I've been doing this this year. But I think there's a lot of tricky um, estimates around uh, quarterback rushing yards. I'm finding it especially. So I actually bet one last night, a small one, and that uh, it was just a small one. It was Carson Wentz. I hit on Daniel Jones in the game, but, you know. But I'm thinking a lot about how the game is going to play out. You know, quarterbacks getting rushed, the lack of offensive weapons around Carson Wentz, his offensive line being depleted, and the fact that he needs to run a little bit more. And I just think the people who are making these odds don't really understand very well about game flow. So 
uh, for for our listeners out there, I think it's something that you need to pay close attention to. There's some, I mean, these these bets are going over. I had three quarterback bets this week on rushing, and it was Donald on Thursday, Daniel Jones yesterday afternoon, and Wentz uh, yesterday as well. I mean, they, uh, they are blowing the, the lines out of the water in terms of expectations. So something to watch for. That's all I'm going to put out there. They, they don't put them out there for every team, but just something to watch for. Yeah, yeah, we'll go over how I, you know, the props record. Like I said, I put four. And you had uh, a good one on uh, on Thursday night with the Sam Donald one. Uh, go over the ones that we both had uh, for the weekend and, and the ones players we picked to love and all of that stuff and uh, and see and see how that works out. And uh, I guess we'll we'll move on to the other game, um, the game that'll be played a little bit later tonight, the Packers and. Um, the Falcons, and I'm seeing right now that the line has actually moved to Green Bay, is down to six points, and the total is 57. So um, is this a game where you're taking a stand, a strong stand on either the side of total, or you're looking more props to this one? Yeah, I think I think that, that over-under is a tricky one. Uh, I think the strongest view I have tonight is that Aaron Rodgers does not pass for 290 yards, and, and currently that is the over-under for his yardage. And you're taking Devontae Adams out of the equation. Uh, this is probably going to be an Aaron Jones festival today. Um, so um, I'm curious to, to see what you think about that. But um, I, I'm a little bit leery on on that that point spread uh i got a couple of friends of mine who love the packers tonight i'm staying away from it removing both Devontae adams and lazard out of this and this is a team was back against the wall i'm talking about the atlanta falcons they've lost two unbelievable heartbreakers in a row it looks like they're going to get both ridley and julio back i i'm you know what if you would have asked me to take a side i'd be taking the falcons but the, the one thing I do feel uh, 100% certain of is, is Rodgers is not going over 290 yards tonight. Yeah, I'm looking in line at actually 289 and a half right now. So maybe somebody uh, got that information you and placed a bet on the under in the last couple of seconds. But, uh, yeah, right now they're forecasting uh, total on Ryan is 305 and Rodgers is very, very close to 290. Is that the only one? I see they don't really have much – I don't see them. See, they have Gurley and Jones, uh, and then receiving yards. Um, yeah, they're 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 all up now. Basically, the main the main uh, the main guys. Yeah, I guess uh, receiving yards. Julio seventy four. I mean, the tricky thing about you know uh, these calf injuries and Julio Jones injuries is yeah. I mean, the bets the bets not based on the player playing the whole game. So you could love. Uh, an over on a prop bet, and if the player's just been banged up and he catches his first two balls for 47 yards, and then he limps off the field and he's done, you know, you lose the bet. So that's always the tricky thing with these overs. You're battling two things, right? The the ability of the player in the situation and and the health that he's able to stay on the field. And uh, would you be? I guess my question to you is, if you loved Ridley and or Julio Jones. Well, Russell. Well, Russell Gage is a concussion. That's well. Let's stick. Let's stick right now with Ridley and Julio. If you like either one of those two receivers tonight with the prop bet, would you be all systems go? Would you say I'm not even playing it? I'm worried about it. Or maybe would you take your bet size and cut it in half 
just based on the fact that you're concerned about the injuries. Yeah, I, I think I think the injury concern, especially Julio, I, I just don't trust the player. I, I, I just don't. You know, he's an older player now. He's not the same as he was. I, I probably trust Ridley a little bit more. I'd cut my bet size down with him. But generally speaking, I'm staying away from the, the one prop bet aside from that. I would say I'm looking at for passing and just because I'm mentioning no Devontae Adams and no Lazard. And, and we talked Robert, about Robert Townie, is, yeah. is that your pick? That's the pick. Yeah, there we go. Go ahead. Over 39 and a half. You yeah. like that one over? Yep, I do. I do. Yeah, yeah I could see uh, I could see that one. I mean, so are we going to see some guys that we're not used to seeing? I mean, they're, they're down two receivers already, Green Bay. I mean, Valdez Scanling is like one of these guys that's like good as the second or third guy in situational things. Is he... Move into that number one role. How does, how does that work? Do you think everybody gets a little bit of the of the yardage tonight? Do you think there's one guy you think you know scaling gets in there and he just goes crazy uh, as well, or well, how do you think it's going to work in terms of? the distribution tonight in the receiving game for Green Bay? I think we'll probably see a little bit more out of Aaron Jones as well. I, I, his yards are probably, uh, you know, probably, I didn't even look, let's see, was he 30, 30 and a half? That's probably a little low, I would say, um, you know, based on how I think the game is going to go. I think you could see a lot more dumping off. So even even Jamal Williams and even Tyler Irvin, if he's, if he's active today, you know, seeing that player actually do some stuff, I think that's the type of game it's going to be. Um, I think, like I said, the 290 yards seems like a real stretch to me for Aaron Rodgers tonight. I could see a lot more running of the football. I think the Packers will probably want to keep this Falcon offense. This is a great, you know, this is a great offense. There's no question about it. And if they're at full strength, you know, it's it's a really good offense. So, do you trust like guys? You know, he's going to have Darius Shepard. Um, Forget the other guy. There's another guy out there uh, for for Green Bay. The receiving court. I don't know who's left because Aquamas St. Brown is actually all right. And they have that St. Brown guy. Yeah, and there's one more guy, right? Um, I'm, I'm missing one guy. There's one guy. Um, I can't remember the guy's name, but it's it, it's it's guys that we don't know. So they're definitely you know because Kumaro's not there. I'm surprised they haven't placed a phone call actually to get him back into camp. But you know, Kumaro's in Buffalo, right? Is that, is that where he is? Okay, okay, gotcha. I think he's. I think. I think. I want to say he's. I think. I'm not sure, but yeah. I mean, their 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 receiving core is. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what the. Yeah. 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 Manny was saying Brown. Yeah. I don't know what they're. So just we know Valdez Scanling, and then I just wonder. You know, to your point, if they're going to maybe play. You know. Williams and Jones together and kind of see if they could use one of both of those guys in the passing game a little more. I wonder if maybe A.J. Dillon will get some carries at running back to allow those two other guys to be used in the passing game a little more. I'm interested because um, you know that they'll come up with something creative and something interesting uh, in this game tonight, but uh, yeah, I mean, of all the teams for Green Bay to be playing hurt, you probably couldn't ask for a better opponent. I mean, what's Atlanta's what are the Falcons' emotional state of mind coming into this game? I can't imagine, you know, after the, you know, let, they're not just losses that they took. These were games that should have been in hand. When we look at uh, when we look at the probabilities, in both instances, their probability to win those two football games was above 97%. I mean, it's just incredible. So, 
I, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of questions swirling around the media there. You know, no question the, the calls for Dan Quinn's head and stuff like that. But I actually just have a feeling that they, they are actually going to respond tonight. And, and I don't know that I want to be the Green Bay Packers tonight. There's not fans in the stands. I actually like the, the Falcons in this game. If you're going to ask me to take a side, that, that's the side I take. I think the Falcons will, will actually show up. You know, they're led by... A veteran guy like Matt Ryan, you know, it's not been his fault, I don't think, that he's that the team has lost the last couple of games. But, you know, this is certainly a team with its back against the wall. And I think if you're the ownership of the Atlanta Falcons and Arthur Blank, you're certainly going to want to see your team respond in a very strong and powerful way tonight. And I think the way you do that is to come out and you come out swinging. And I think, I think, the, I think this is, look, this is not a great defense. They do apply some pressure. But I think the Falcons come out swinging tonight. And then, you know, actually, the more I'm thinking about this, I, I think I'm going to actually take the Falcons getting the six points. Yeah, I mean, I can see, I can see it. I, I, just, I, I just don't know. I'm just wondering when a team starts to feel it's not their season. I know they're professionals, and but I, I don't know. I, I just worried about their state of mind, especially if, if Green Bay gets on top of them early in this game. So I don't know. I mean, I, I could see... I can see, I can see your point, but uh, it's it's also um, it's just difficult playing a team like that. But yeah, you know, we'll, we'll I guess we'll have to see uh, what happens. I'm looking at the uh, some of these prop bets. Yeah, I guess I guess it, it, so many of these injuries um, coming up. It just it, it's so it, it's difficult to make a, a line on some of these prop bets. You're just not quite sure of the usage of the Green Bay offensive players and the Patriot offensive players. Uh, coming to the game and, and with Hoyer quarterbacking, how that affects them. So uh, I think if you have a strong opinion, you know, maybe you could take advantage of some weakness in the lines, uh, you know, because I, I just think, I, I don't know how they're, they're putting out these lines. I think it's, uh, there, there is certainly weakness. And if you are selective and pick your spots, uh, like we've been saying, you'll probably do well in these prop bets. Yep, no question. So, all right, I guess we'll uh, we'll finish it up there. We, we wanted to make sure we got something out there. Uh, Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast, uh, Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud. Make sure you're subscribing, uh, and you know, we appreciate the support, and uh, we hope you're listening to these uh, interesting segments that we're putting out there. We are enjoying the prop bets because it's something that's new to us. So uh, hopefully you're following suit. I know I had a few friends follow suit uh, this week, and uh, they're very happy because of it. So hopefully more to go. And uh, I know another friend of mine that uh, listened to your mix and uh, pick and went with that. So we got a few guys paying attention out there. Right now, over Edward Delaire, that one is going to be money in the bank. All right, Wiz. Well, enjoy the two games tonight, and uh, we'll touch base tomorrow on these uh, recaps. Got it.